0: Let's go, let's go, let's go. Good morning, everybody. What's up? It's Monday. It's Monday, October 10th. Welcome to episode number uh, 215 of Simply Cyber's Daily Cyber Threat Briefing. I'm your host, Dr. Gerald Ozier, And over the next 45 minutes, you, I, and the rest of chat are gonna be covering the top cybersecurity news stories of the day. And I'll be providing expert analysis on each of those stories, on what it means to you as a practitioner, how you can apply it today, or if you're looking to break in the industry, you're gonna get asked, how do you stay current? And this is the answer for you. Now, before we get into it, shout out and thanks to this stream sponsor. Great people, great businesses. First off, Barricade Cyber Solutions. Barricade Cyber Solutions is dedicated to helping businesses from cyber attacks recover from the damage done. Cyber attacks can cause massive issues for businesses and send dedicated, hardworking owners into turmoil. But Barricade Cyber Solutions knows how to mitigate the damage done by cyber incidents. Check them out at BarricadeCyber.com. Links in the description below. Gotta say what's up and shout out to my other sponsor, Recon InfoSec. Love those guys. Recon InfoSec's Managed Detection and Response MDR offering includes the people, process, and technology needed to deliver full-spectrum SecOps to organizations of any size. SecOps meaning security operations. Their MDR service includes fully managed SIM and SOAR, and customers gain full visibility into their own environment and any incidents that the Recon SOC team is actively working. Thank you, Barricade Cyber. Thank you, Recon InfoSec. If you guys need IR or MDR services, incident response, managed detection response, check both of them out. I want to remind you, if you hold professional certifications that require CPEs each episode of The daily cyber threat briefing just like this one is worth half a cpe it stacks two and a half a week ten a month be sure to say what's up in chat so you can basically say here on the roll call and have an audible uh defendable position of that you were here and you got credit if you're live love it let's see how our numbers are doing right now we're sitting at 64 this is good let's switch the camera angle over here bring it in bring it in 63 yes All right, so guys, if you're live, love it. Hashtag Team Live. I see all the love coming in. That's great. If you're watching on replay, hashtag Team Replay. Guys love it. I know you sometimes can't be here, but that doesn't mean you don't get a shout out. Hashtag Team Replay. If you're listening on your audio podcast app of choice, that's cool too. Can't really hit hashtag Team Replay, but we do appreciate it. No, what are we doing? That's, That's for the break. Come on now. Simple Minds jumping in there. That's not good enough. All right. You know what we're going to do? We're going to dig into the stories. But before we get into it, I like to spend a couple minutes saying what's up and hello. Good morning. See how everybody's uh, weekend was. And then we're going to get into the news. So for the next two minutes, if you want to skip ahead on replay, go for it. Otherwise, let's hang out. Hey, Jenny Housley. Hey, William Housel. Alicia Jerry's hashtag team live. Tom Smith coming at you hard. Joel Belton, Maniac Money's. You're right. Got the coffee. Got the offspring. Got to come in hard, guys. Coming in for uh, a... coming in hot landing i've only got two episodes of uh simply cyber's daily cyber threat briefing this week uh so i gotta jam all the excitement all of it into the two days we do have um eric taylor of barricade cyber will be doing the um uh, wednesday thursday friday for me i do appreciate that guys i do love jack johnson but like right now i gotta be i gotta be lit up right now what, what are we doing i need something let's see what what's it gonna be oh here we go <laughs> there we go little Gwen be equal opportunity equitable for everybody I can be a Hollaback girl too I think I don't know if that means something like <laughs> I don't know what the Hollaback girl means so maybe I don't want to be one of those good morning haircut fish Dan Reardon, Cyprian good to see you Omatola over on LinkedIn hey Justin what's up man Jer Jen London good to see you Kimberly Kimberly ain't no hollaback, girl. Yeah, yeah. Come on, Quinn. It's Monday morning and you're dropping things. Guys, I'm equal opportunity. I'm equal opportunity. Happy Monday to you, too. I hope you all had a good weekend. Remember, it is Monday. Callan has appropriated Mondays. It is Artist Corner Monday. So at the mid-roll, I will show you the piece of art that Callan has... (laughs) That's funny. Eric Silverman with the tech joke. TCP's a Hollaback girl. Love it. Hey Carrie, good to see you. Hey Pamela, good to see you. If Will Reed's in here, hey Will, smash that like button. See if we can push it. All right, 85 viewers, we got a couple minutes in. Let me take one more slug of coffee. And you, me, and Gwen will get into the news. Yes, nice job, Leonardo. Congratulations. Mm. All right. All right, Gwen. Guys, sit back, relax. We're going to get into the news. From the CISO series, it's cybersecurity headlines.
1: It's Monday, October 10th, 2022. Fortinet warns admins to patch critical auth bypass bug immediately. Fortinet has warned administrators to update 40 gate firewalls and 40 proxy web proxies to the latest versions which address a critical severity vulnerability. The security flaw, tracked as CVE-2022-40684, is an authentication bypass on the administrative interface that could allow remote threat actors to log into unpatched devices. The company adds, quote, this is a critical vulnerability and should be dealt with with the utmost urgency, end quote. According to a Shodan search, more than one hundred thousand Fortigate firewalls are reachable from the internet. Although it's unknown if their management interfaces are also exposed.
0: All right, so this is pretty um, definitive, guys. If you're running Fortinet in your environment, if you're running this particular device, um, which is the it they it says Fortigate firewall and FortiProxy web proxy, but they actually said a specific. Um, They said a specific version, so I don't know if it's all versions of it. But if you're running, uh, here it is. If you're running 40 uh, OS, I guess if this operating system on the uh, network devices or this one, uh, pause the pause the stream, (laughs) pause the stream, and go take care of this. It's likely that you were notified about this uh, out of band or you know discreetly by Fortinet over the weekend you may have had to work over the weekend if you're you know a network engineer or something like that um basically this is pretty gnarly guys this allows anyone to authenticate directly in it's authentication bypass so you're not even like authenticating imagine going to like a login page like this is ridiculous but this is how hollywood would do it in, in, in 1997, you go to a login page and it says like username, password. And then like, there's like a special hidden button up on the top, right? And you just click it and like you're in the admin interface, right? Sandra Bullock, the net fun movie, silly movie, but that's basically what is happening here. Like you can just get to the admin console without credentials, which obviously is no good because now you'd have a foothold or a threat actor would have a foothold a onto your network. B, they could start, um, you know, denial of service attack technically, right, by misconfiguring or screwing up the Fortinet uh, firewall, um, you know, th- they could do a bunch of stuff. Basically, you do not want threat actors getting into your internet facing devices, especially one that's supposed to be your firewall, right? It's supposed to be your, it's, uh, you know, hold, hold, the, hold the wall and, um, you know, you just get right through. So, anyways, long story short, this is a pretty cut and dry story. If you're running these versions of Fortinet, go fix them. Period. End of story. If 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 you're in a situation where you cannot upgrade them, like I can't, I can't really think of a situation where you wouldn't be able to upgrade. Typically, um, you can't upgrade. Sometimes you hear people like, "Oh, I can't patch." It's like you can't patch because it'll break something, like s- some backward compatibility or something like that. But with this firewall, I would think that it would be kind of. Um, not 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 by itself but like you don't typically hook in special things into firewalls and stuff like that where it would break so hopefully you can update it if not you should you know request emergency funding in order to get new hardware they did say that even though the device might be internet facing the admin panel may not be so as a uh just this is me shooting from the hip as a temporary stopgap a uh, a um, uh, uh, a mitigation like until you can get this really straightened out the right way you may want to disable the admin console and then you know enable it when you need it so like physically go to the firewall plug-in on a console port and and do what you need to do um i don't know those are those are a couple ideas uh bsec is a network engineer he might actually have some thoughts on this in chat too but anyways long story short do something either replace it patch it uh, put a stopgap in. Do something. What you should not do is just like, s- like be Carl and just be like ah, Carl.
1: Windows 11 22H2 errors break provisioning. Microsoft says the Windows 11 2022 update is breaking provisioning, leaving Windows 11 Enterprise endpoints partially configured and failing to finish installing. Ooh. According to Microsoft, this known issue most likely affects provisioning packages .ppkg files used to configure new endpoints on enterprise or school networks without imaging during the initial setup phase. Windows might only be partially configured and the out-of-box experience might not finish or might restart unexpectedly, Microsoft added, but they said that this issue would not impact IT administrators provisioning Windows devices on their network. The listed of unaffected devices also includes Windows systems used in home or small office networks. All right, (laughs) that sucks. Uh, Okay, so
0: just, I I, I say this on the channel when these kind of stories come up, but uh, it's been a while, I feel like, since we said it. Guys, if you work in an organization of any size, meaning like, let's say a hundred, you know, endpoints or more, a hundred, a hundred, you know, people walking around with computers, whatever. When you do patches or, you know, this, the way that Microsoft uh, Windows does it now, when you push these patches, you should do them in a controlled way, meaning first, you know, a couple people in IT get the patch to make sure it doesn't bust everything, right? Then you have either all of IT get it or you have, um, you know, one person in each kind of department get, like, you'd have to set this up in advance, but like security champions, right? So you got, you know, Kevin in finance and Sally in accounting and Todd in whatever, right? Like sales and you push patches to them and then you have them report back you know, it's fine or whatever, like, or trust me, if it's not fine, they'll, they'll sound the alarm and ring the bell, but give that a few days and then push it out. So think of it as like throwing a rock in the, in a pond and like the concentric circles that ripple out. Th- that's how you should be doing patching because what you don't want to do is go YOLO, push out the patch to everyone. And then think you're going to go get like half price tacos at 11 AM. Um, because you'll brick, potentially brick a bunch of computers or have massive, massive um, help desk uh, call volume and stuff like that. So anyways, all that is a long way to say, Microsoft Windows has been around a long time. It's very complicated. There's tons of code. In fact, I've heard rumors. You may have heard this too. I've heard rumors that there's tons of like dead code inside Microsoft Windows, like where the people who wrote it uh, either are dead or they don't work there anymore. And people just don't know what the code does. (laughs) so they just leave it there uh you know so anyways uh it's very complicated and things like this happen from time to time i would expect um microsoft to get this straightened out obviously they're not going to be like well i guess we'll get them next time um we'll get them next time so just pay attention to this do your patching strategically that's how patching should work whether it's this problem or it's another problem down the road um, you definitely don't want to like nuke your entire workforce, especially like the people who are remote, which many of us are now, or like your sales team, because they're they're going to be like obviously the loudest uh, complaining and stuff like that. So just be mindful, okay? Best practice.
1: Uh, yeah. Security chiefs fear CISO scapegoating following Uber Sullivan verdict. CISOs are split on whether Wednesday's conviction of Uber's former security chief Joe Sullivan will have more wide-ranging consequences for people in their position. According to The Record, some fear the case will prompt more CISO whistleblowers in the future, while others feel that security chiefs should be prepared to be held responsible for incidents that they are involved in. A federal jury convicted Sullivan of two charges related to his attempted cover-up of a 2016 security incident at Uber, where hackers stole the personal details of fifty-seven million customers and the personal information of six hundred thousand Uber drivers. Okay. Okay. Um two
0: things here, okay? Hold on. I'm gonna text this this coming in right now. Okay. Listen. They the story started off with security chiefs are split on this scapegoating thing. They didn't say split evenly. I bet you it's split. ninety nine point nine percent of security chiefs are like, "Holy crap, this isn't a good precedent. And point one percent haven't read the news yet. That's that's what's going on here. That's the split. Bro, this is not good precedence. Now Joseph Sullivan, um he made some bad decisions. The problem and the felonies he was found convicted of were not about Uber being breached, okay? Uber was breached. Um, there was a couple other things going on, uh, you know, allegedly, or, you know, I guess now it's been proven. Um, he misrepresented what was going on. He didn't disclose to the uh, either the SEC or the FTC uh, who was doing an investigation into a previous breach. The new CEO was getting bad information. This is all the reasons that Joseph Sullivan got in trouble. Uh, he also, you know, paid off uh, hackers and then had him sign an NDA, which happens all the time. That's how ransomware Typically works, um. Not that this was ransomware, but, um. But then he did not disclose it publicly, right? Uh. So and it, it was misrepresented. So the, for these reasons is why he got in trouble. Now, I am gonna be. Fussy! I'm gonna have a strong position on this one, right? You cannot have like. And by the way, go back and watch my talk with Liz Wharton two Thursdays ago. So last Thursday was um. Uh, was James McQuiggan. the Thursday before that? was Liz Wharton. You'd have to pull it up. Uh, uh, Preventing C-suite chaos, I think is what it was. Uh, But anyways, we talk about this story and about the greater implications of this story. Listen to me, I am a CISO, right? But I don't have infinite money. I report to a CIO. Bro, you're gonna make me responsible? For something like this, get out of here with that noise. Listen, my job is to advise. It is to make you aware of what risks are. It's to give you options, CEO. It is not, are you kidding me, to put my neck on the chopping block and be like, well, I guess I'm just gonna take it. Uh you know, like I'm just gonna grab my ankles. Are you kidding me with this noise? Get out of here. If you're gonna put me on the on the chopping block like this, how about you give me full unilateral budget control? How about we do that? First of all, second of all, how about I get to decide where all the data goes, right? How about I get to decide who we partner with and who we don't partner with? You want to give me that level of authority? I will gladly step up because you know what's going to happen. We're going to be secure. We will have some risk. We could get breached. It does happen, but at least... It will be implemented the way that I see fit, not the way that, well, the Q4 numbers aren't looking good and the recession's not good. We're, uh, yeah. Let's take the best of what we got. Leave the Fortinet firewall up with an unpatched authentication bypass, Jerry. Let's go get tacos. Get out of here. Just get out of here with that noise. Like this, this is not good precedence. And the crappy thing is that so many people aren't gonna read the story that it wasn't because they got breached It's because he tried to cover it up! Damn it, man!
1: Lloyds of London investigates alleged cyber attack. After detecting unusual network activity this week, Lloyds has reset its infrastructure and shut down external connections. The incident comes after the entire insurance industry was alerted of potential cyber attacks as a result of the ongoing conflict between Russia and Ukraine. Companies in the insurance market have condemned Russia's invasion of Ukraine and supported sanctions against Moscow, including imposing bans on insuring ships carrying Russian oil. In August, Lloyds of London told its insurance syndicates that it will no longer cover losses caused by cyber attacks conducted by nation-state actors and resulting from malicious activities related to the ongoing conflict.
0: Okay. Alright, so Lloyds of London, kind of like a you know, BDS uh in the world of insurance and they detected an unusual activity on its network. Now, now listen, listen. Here's the deal. Just think about it for a minute. They they do say that it could be around Russian activity and all this other stuff. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. If I am a threat actor and I know that insurance companies are going to pay ransomware or ransoms on ransomware, right? and i know that Lloyds of London has all this really well documented i would absolutely target them yes cyber munchkin with the squad thanks cyber munchkin okay listen to me here 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 here's the deal okay listen here's the deal if i attack Lloyds of London i get a huge data set of who all their clients are what their uh um uh, the terms of their policies are including, um, liability, th- um, uh, thresholds, like we'll pay up to $300,000 in, in ransom, right, who, um, they are also insurance companies are now actually, um, you know, for lack of, you know, it's not the greatest thing, but many insurance companies will send questionnaires to potential policyholders. Uh, for renewal or for new policies, and say like, what's your cybersecurity situation? Do you have MFA? Do you patch? Do you do you run Fortinet uh, <laughs> uh, out of service um, Fortinet firewalls? They don't get that detail, but I, I I'm I'm being funny. Okay, so all that data is captured. So you, what what you could possibly get as a threat actor is not just a list of all the people who are holding insurance policies, the limits that you could maximum a uh, charge for the ransom and definitely get it. And a blueprint for how insecure they are. You could prioritize it by worst security, right? Worst security, you have a, a tier A of crappy security for these businesses with high um, ransom payments. And then tier B is like, you know, crappy security, low ransom payments. Then tier C might be like, decent security, high ransom payments. You see what I'm saying? You could literally get a sick, like a hot leads list except for crime, right? So I would be very concerned if Lloyd's of London, if my security sucked and I had a policy through Lloyd's of London, I would be like, oh, geez. Oh, boy.
1: Thanks to this week's episode sponsor, No Name Security. Are you sure your APIs are secure? No Name Security discovers all the APIs running on your network and analyzes them to spot design flaws, misconfigurations, and vulnerabilities. You can even catalog sensitive data and quickly see how many APIs are able to access credit card data, phone numbers, social security numbers, and other sensitive PII data. Learn more at nonamesecurity.com slash posture management. That's no n-o-n-a-m-e security posture management hyphen management. Alright, it's the mid-roll, so
0: you know what that means. Hey, 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 hey. Little 80s love. Guys, it's the mid-roll. I want to thank you all for being here. I hope you're enjoying the program, getting value out of it. If you are, hit the like button. It's a little late though, um since we've been live for about 20 minutes already. But I want to give a shout out to my youngest son Callan who get who is appropriated Mondays as Artist Corner give a little love here this is what he drew for me yesterday can we get a can we snap in on this there it is this guy right here where is it where is it where is it where is it, where is it? come on zoom click in on this yeah there we go you can see the guy with the spinny thing is throwing a rope the guy in the corner here has a grappling hook and they're racing to the top of the mountain this down here is a volcano apparently and this is your classic sun in the corner that every child draws immediately thank you very much Callan for the artist corner of the day guys I want to remind you this week Wednesday Thursday Friday the show will resume its normal operations except Eric Taylor will be hosting Wednesday Thursday and Friday Um, I, I believe Well, look on the show, simplycyber.io slash streams. The URL is up there. If you scan that QR code, if you're brave enough, it will take you to the the same thing. And Eric Taylor will be doing it. I will be at Wild West Hack and Fest. I was going to do the show from there, but there's just too much much going on for me to see that. But if you are in Deadwood this week, uh, I look forward to high-fiving you. Uh, I I, I'm super excited. They've done a fantastic job with this conference around logistics, planning, uh, activities. Uh, I'll be doing the fun run on Friday morning. If you're into that too, I am a runner. So anyways, hope you enjoy it guys. If you got the, um, email today, right? If you got the email, it's a little out of date because of the uh, exchange zero day, there's been new, uh, risk mitigations, but hopefully you got this. If you guys want, me to send you an email every Monday morning with actionable Intel that you can do something dynamite with almost instantly go to this URL in yellow at the top simply cyber.io slash newsletter and sign up for those of you in chat who already got the newsletter today. Let me know what you think about it. Drop a comment. If you're hearing good stuff about it, please consider signing up. I, I do it as a service. I think it's fantastic. Um, And I want you to take advantage of it. All right, guys, let's get back into the news.
1: Facebook detects 400 Android and iOS apps stealing user login credentials. Meta Platforms on Friday disclosed that it had identified over 400 malicious apps on Android and iOS that it said targeted online users with the goal of stealing their Facebook login information. These apps were listed on the Google Play Store and Apple's App Store and disguised as photo editors, games, VPN services, business apps and other utilities to trick people into downloading them. Besides concealing its malicious nature as a set of seemingly harmless apps, the operators of the scheme also published fake reviews that were designed to offset the negative reviews left by users who may have previously downloaded these apps.
0: All right. I mean, yeah. So here, look at these apps. If you have these, uh, you're probably (laughs) you've been pwned. But guys, as federated authentication becomes a thing, like I use federated authentication, like, oh, create an account or sign in with Google, sign in with Facebook, right? This is a very clever, this is a very clever um, attack, basically, on federated authentication, if you think about it. Um, say you download uh, this Enjoy the Music music player right here, BSEC on the right. And you're like, oh, I'll just log in with Facebook. Make it wicked easy. Your creds get stolen. Now, what's the end goal? You got to remember with Meta, because they own so many properties, uh, I'm pretty sure if you get someone's Facebook creds, you can get their Instagram creds, right? I, I believe you can log in to their Instagram. I believe there's some other services that you can authenticate with. Obviously, like this federated authentication is legit. So if I get your Facebook, um, any site or any service that allows you to authenticate, um, using Facebook creds, meta creds, even if it's not owned by meta, right? They're just leveraging the, um, federated authentication threat actor can now log into that. So I'm not hundred percent sure what the objective was, if it was just like harvesting a ton of creds and figure out like, you know, like basically suck up as much as you can and then log in and see what you can see who you got, right? Like, like kind of like fishing, right? Like get the creds and then see if you got a whale, or if you just got like, you know, some kids uh, creds. Interesting also is that they they developed a whole bunch of different types of apps, right? So, you know, pho- photo editors, you might get like, you know, Instagram people, games, you might get kids, right? VPNs, you're gonna get people who are privacy concerned, business utilities, right? So what what I find interesting here is that they made a really wide cross-section of compromised apps in order to target a large number of diverse victims. So very interesting. Also, guys, you cannot believe the reviews anymore. Like threat actors have the ability to just run, uh, you know, roughshod on reviews. So you can't be like, oh, look, there's 50,000 reviews. Like that can be compromised. I've had people reach out to me business like businesses and be like, Hey, Jerry, you know, you give us a thousand dollars a month we'll give your YouTube videos thousands and thousands of views, like as soon as you publish it in order to like trick the algorithm. And I'm like, okay, like no, (laughs) no thanks. But those um, capabilities are there. So anyways, long story short, uh, be mindful of this, be mindful of, you know, these apps you download and federated authentication. Also, it does say majority of iOS apps. So If you're in the camp that says, oh, Apple, it doesn't get hacked. Apple's perfect, right? Like, oh, it's just those Android people. No, like you can get, you can trick, you can trick and get apps into the app store. It's not as, it's not as easy as the Android Google Play store, but it it does happen.
1: Papa John's sued for wiretap spying on website mouse clicks and keystrokes. The pizza chain is being sued for allegedly breaking the U.S. Wiretap Act by snooping on the way a customer browses the Papa John's website. The suit alleges the use of session replay software, which records everything a user does on the site beyond what fetching pages and placing an order would submit. Session replay tools have been a privacy concern due to their indiscriminate capturing of data, sometimes poor security, and failures to get user consent to track and store user data, which is then open to analysis.
0: Stay classy Papa Johns. Are you kidding me? Like I get what they're doing, right? Uh I just want to see if Okay. So what what I'm hearing here is uh Papa Johns is basically tracking everything you do on their website so they can replay your behavior or thousands and thousands of people's behaviors to see what, you know, like what part of the website has hot is hot. What part of the website do people not go to? Do they hover or like, do they spend a lot of time looking at the toppings menu? You know what I mean? Um, it, I'll tell you what, man. If Papa John's just had one of those stupid, annoying pop-ups that says, we're going to track everything. If you want to order a pizza, click here. They probably would have run. Uh, th- this wouldn't have been an issue. You see what I'm saying? Like, I think if you disclose that we're tracking everything, then you can track everything. I mean, the people can choose not to order a pizza through Papa John's, but because they did not disclose it, did not notify, um, they were basically spying on their, on their end users. Now, whether or not this actually succeeds is a little uh, unsure because it's wiretapping, but it's on Papa John's website. You know what I mean? It's not like, to me, wiretapping gets a little hairy when it's like, I'm talking to Kimberly and some third party, Papa John's, is listening in on that conversation, right? Or I'm at, you know, simplycyber.io website and somehow Papa John's is looking at the traffic there. That, that to me is like a clear cut case of like, what are you doing? Get your face out of mine. This is a little different, but we'll see. We'll see. It's not good. Um, obviously, privacy has become a mainstream topic here uh, in the United States, as we continue to like refine this patchwork of, of privacy laws and discuss a federal law and stuff like that. So whatever I personally, I think Papa John's pizza is trash. So this, this makes no difference to me. I'm not going to use their website anyways. Uh, just, I don't know to avoid liability or or slander. I have eaten multiple Papa John's pizzas. I do not like Papa John's pizza. This is not financial advice this is only my opinion (laughs) whatever whatever disclaimer you want to say it's one person's opinion I would leave them a
1: one star review the world's largest crypto exchange hacked with possible losses of $500 million Binance the world's largest cryptocurrency exchange may have lost half a billion dollars after a hack of its network The company temporarily suspended transactions and transfers of funds after detecting an exploit between two blockchains, a method of digital theft that has been used recently in at least one other major hack. According to Binance CEO Changpeng Zhao, speaking via a tweet, the issue is now contained and customers' funds are safe. And of course, they apologize for the inconvenience.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they apologize. Oh, so sorry. I'm a crypto evangelist. I love it, love it, love it. Yeah. So what'd you do this weekend? Oh, I just lost a half a billion dollars. What about you? Want to go get tacos? Holy crap. Okay. So I, I, by the way, I love that Like, <laughs> Twitter is like how they like officially publicly uh, provide communications out. Uh, Binance, everybody knows Binance. Uh, they are one of the biggest platforms <clears throat> for crypto. I want to remind you Binance is the one who was in the news a couple months ago about like tightening up their security because people were basically uh, like criminals were using it for money laundering (laughs) because they weren't really being thorough with checking stuff. These guys all half a billion dollars. Dude, the money in the crypto space is redonkulous right now. So um, I wouldn't be surprised if this is just like a bump in the road for them. Um, But also half a billion dollars. We're, this this has the capa- uh, the possibility to be Lazarus Group. Those guys have been really busy lately. Lazarus Group is the North Korean hacker um, contingent that is really good at stealing money. Uh, they, they got $650 million for the Axie Infinity Ronin bridge hack a couple months ago. Um, they've been really focused, Lazarus Group, on sending malicious job postings out uh, recently. So I don't know if like this is, you know, they, they got some free time on Friday um, and decided to take on Binance here, but uh, not good. If you do use Binance, you should be, I don't know, probably not super concerned because it seems like the attack was on the actual blockchain itself, um, not on the individuals. But someone lost money, right? This $500 million didn't just appear and then get stolen. Like somebody, somebody ate it on this one. Uh, I don't know if Binance, it's like their reserves that got eaten or whatever. But anyways, I, this is what I'm saying. It's like crypto is, it, it's its Wild West, man.
1: Straight cash,
0: homie. Yep, straight cash, homie.
1: Last week in Ransomware. Last week saw the sentencing of a NetWalker ransomware affiliate Sebastian Vachon Desjardins to 20 years in prison plus forfeiture of $21.5 million for an attack on a Tampa business and other companies worldwide. We also saw reports released last week that linked the CheerScript ransomware to a Chinese hacking group and showed how the BlackBite ransomware operation uses Bring Your Own Vulnerable Driver, BYOVD, attacks to terminate security software. Motherboard also released a report based on Freedom of Information Act requests showing how U.S. schools have responded to ransomware attacks on their networks, and finally, and somewhat relatedly, the Vice Society began leaking data belonging to students, parents, and employees of the Los Angeles Unified School District, while Ferrari denies that Ransom EXX attacked them. It might be- Yeah, okay, so, guys, right, we, we, we celebrated a quick
0: win- a couple of weeks ago, that ransomware attacks had gone down for the first time. Like you know, Q three of uh, 2022 or Q two was the first quarter since we started really tracking ransomware 2017 ish, first quarter where there was a decline in ransomware attacks. So you know, we all ah, we look at us, we win, we're feeling good about ourselves. But like, that's just one battle. The war is far from over, guys. And this really um, illustrates that, right? Um, multiple different threat actors, multiple different industries, multiple different techniques. Um, we did talk about this BYOVD, which by the way, if you're new here, like new to cybersecurity, this is not a common acronym um, at all. BYOD is, but not, which is device, not driver. Uh, we did talk about this one. This one's kind of crazy because like, it, it, it attacks a specific Dell operating system. Um, This U.S. school one, L.A. uh, County School Systems has been uh, responding to this one. The FBI has been involved in stuff like that. Uh, And then we talked about Matt Muir's uh, buying a Ferrari for a little bit more than I. I I really didn't see a problem with the Ferrari. Um, I mean, it sucks for Ferrari, obviously, uh, if they did, in fact, get ransomware. But um, the data extortion piece of it isn't so bad. So lots of great... Great content here. If you need to beef up a slide deck about ransomware, if you're trying to educate end users about ransomware, if you're more importantly trying to um, educate management because you're trying to get some budget, because uh, because management's thinking that you're going to be a scapegoat, and you're like, nah, brah. Like, if you want, if you want me to be a scapegoat, fund my fund my program, and then we'll we'll talk. Okay, get out of here with that. I'm still hot about that. All right, let's do this. That's going to do it for the news. I got a couple more things for you guys. Here we go. Yeah! Black Sheep. All right, guys. That's going to do it for the news. I want to remind everybody, you may not know this because I've been doing it every other week. But today at 4 p.m., I will be playing World of Haiku live on stream. Uh, I'll be doing dojos. I'll be doing blue team operations in um, in their video game. It's gonna be a good time. If you guys attended two Mondays ago, you know that the music is lit, the energy is high, and it's gonna be a good time. I hope you can join me at 4 p.m. later today. I came I came out the cannon fast today with the Offspring. Um, I'm totally amped up. Got a lot of coffee uh, ripping through my body right now. Like I said, I've only got two days of Simply Cyber Daily Cyber Threat Briefing on the schedule for me this week. Uh, so I wanna come correct and bring the heat. Um, I also wanna remind everybody that uh you'll have to check simplycyberio cyber.io streams which is basically this right here to see the show times for this coming week it looks like um they haven't been scheduled yet they will get scheduled later today uh 10 a.m tomorrow 8 a.m on wednesday and then i believe 8 a.m thursday simply because i'm not going to be doing it after i teach on monday i mean excuse me on thursday i know that's a lot to digest here but that's the deal Guys, if you want to boogie out of here because you got the news and you're ready to rip, head on out. I'm going to spend a few minutes because it's 9.38. We finished early, and I would love to just say what's up and spend a moment with everybody since we had a weekend. Came out the cannon fast with Gwen Stefani. That's right. Have a good one, Alfredo. Good to see you. Take it easy, Cybersecurity Central. Hey, Brock Atkinson. Great show. Thank you so much. Um, so, Joel Belton. I'll be playing the full version that's on Steam right now. They actually released... Um, so right now, if you go on Steam and get the World of Haiku game, which is what I'll be playing, you will be able to play the dojos and the new maps that I'll be playing later today. Um, they have three dojos, John the Ripper, Map, and Hydra. Um... You know, I'll probably pull chat and see which one you guys want to do. I did John the Ripper before, but we could do. Um, I mean, I did Nmap, but so we could do John the Ripper, or we could do Hydra, or we could we could do a couple Dojos. I don't know, but it's gonna be it's gonna be an hour, very quick. My uh, my youngest son, the artist, has soccer uh, today, and um, and I'm going I'm going to his soccer game, of course. All right. Sounds cool. Yeah, come check it out. Kerry's asking, how can I get experience with auditing? And I know you have it in the GRC course. I'm just wondering how to get into it better. Well, Kerry, uh, a couple ways you can do it. Um, one, you could, you know, basically walk through an audit, go grab, uh, you know, this is kind of dry stuff here. But, like, go grab 853 um, and do a low baseline, right? Get the Excel spreadsheet, filter on low look through all the controls and then audit your home network or audit a, you know a non or something like that you have to walk through it you'll have to do interviews right documentation review and technical testing right what happens when you type in the wrong password three times does it lock the account out can you verify that does the sys admin say that is it documented somewhere um so one day i like i plan I'm, I'm actually in the middle of updating the audit videos and the risk videos for the grc course if you're Uh, familiar with the GRC course. And I do have uh, visions of creating a separate course of a full enterprise risk assessment walkthrough. And the experience would be that I'm the senior um, analyst executing the enterprise risk assessment, and you just started, and you're a junior analyst. And you're going to go with me as we execute the enterprise risk assessment. I'll have a fake company. I'll have people we interview uh, I'll have to control their answers and stuff like that. So, uh, let's do this. Yes. All right. Awesome. Thank you, Alicia Jerry. Be good. Hey, Cyprian, be good. Jenny Housley. Good to see you at Lego Security. You fixed that YouTube link. I'm not sure what that means. Soccer is live. Can't wait for my son to be old enough to play. Yes. Abdi Aziz Amin. Yeah, it's good, man. It's good time. ERA. Thanks, Cyber Munchkin. Yeah, the Enterprise Risk Assessment is definitely a more senior level skill set. It's 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 complex. It's involved. Not just actually executing it, but then reporting on it and having the follow-up action plans and stuff like that. Point and click adventure with Jerry. That's right, Cyber Munchkin. Have a great day, Jeffrey Foshi. Hey, Allison Vanstone. Good to see you. Oh, thank you, Allison. I appreciate that. Hey, Joshua B. Hey, John Patine. Have a great day to you too. For those who love the yeet sound, yeet! <coughs> I know, I I do get some requests for the yeeting. It was nice to finish a couple minutes early and have some time to chill out with y'all. Yes, Devin McCarthy starting his new role today. Kill it, Devin. You got it, man. You're already starting off strong. Hopefully you got the um, cybersecurity newsletter, right? Bring the heat to your your management about the uh, Uber security chief. Careful. Hey Jenny, let's do this. I got the two camera views now. Hey, uh, hey, uh, Jeremy Williams, good to see you. Yes, I hope everybody absolutely destroys today. I'm loving it, loving it, loving it, loving it. I hope you guys. If anyone's going to be at Deadwood Airport Con, I'll be take. I'll be. I'll be flying in, getting uh, the shuttle. Deb the Deb, Deb Wiggly, Jason Blanchard. Highest of high fives coming their way. Yeah, yeah, the boo-boo bus, yep. Scott B, so long. Take care. Hey, Jim Wales, be good. Guys, it is Monday. You can start this week and absolutely just destroy it. Thanks, Rebecca Fisher. Remember, guys, Eric Taylor will be running the show Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. He does great work, and I genuinely appreciate it eric doing that i will i'll be i'll be posting guys the the vibe for wild west Hackenfest fest is so like i don't know it feels like what defcon used to feel like to me like it's a lot of good people small space lots of like family feel to it there's activities that are not cybersecurity related like you know the fun run and there's like a dinner there's a steak dinner for everybody it's just it's just going to be so cool i am so excited Yep, yep, there is a channel on the Discord server for conference meetup stuff, so definitely uh, check that out. Cranking out free training to stay fresh, Jonathan Burns. Yeah, guys, definitely, in our industry, take advantage of the free stuff. I'm telling you right now, the free stuff, you can get 80% of the weight, 85% of the way on the free stuff, right? Before you invest, t- take advantage of the free stuff. That Usually the paid stuff gives you a little bit more either it a lot here's the thing with paying for for stuff you either save time or you get a deeper understanding right that that's kind of the the two things right it time is probably the number one thing because it's it's curated it's 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 all you know put together and set up for you versus you having to go out and um figure it out on your own new to the world stokes gaming with the cat thanks so much for the sub oh nice very cool kimberly's gonna be there very nice what are we doing (laughs) oh Daft Punk you're the best all right guys it's 9 45. very good great time today thank you all so very much for all that you do we are a community and I am genuinely grateful for each of you in the community y'all be good I hope to see you at 4 o'clock p.m. Eastern standard time later today for a solid hangout a let's play and good music be good go crush it all